0: Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 Ninth Avenue, just across from the Dillon Grade School. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry from Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We are the best-kept secret in town, or I should say we were the best-kept secret in town, because it's now officially out. We're no longer a secret. We hope you'll come and give us a visit one of these days. We'd be honored to have you come and be a part of our services. If you come and visit, just mention that you heard about us on the radio, And if you do, we'll give you your very own Bible. This is our first time being on the radio, and we're glad to be here on WSDR, and we're glad that you're here listening today. It's my desire to be a blessing to you today, and I hope that you'll tune in every week from 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. We are your Sunday morning wake-up call reminding you to get up and get ready for church. Your pastor has studied hard so he could deliver a message from the Word of God that will be a help and a blessing to you. Other members of your church need you to be there this morning. They need your fellowship, exhortation, and you need them. Hebrews 10.24 says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Before I get into the message this morning, I'd like to encourage you to email us with any questions that you might have about the Bible, religion, or Pretty much anything. I believe the answers for everything are in the Word of God. And if you email or write to us with any questions that you'd like to hear discussed on the radio, we'll do our best to answer them with Bible-based answers. Have you ever said, "I'd like to hear a message preached about whatever you fill in the blank"? Well, this is your opportunity to influence the subject matter on this program. Just email us at Liberty B C in Baptist Church, two zero one one. At ATT.net, that's LibertyBC2011 at ATT.net, or go to our website at experience-liberty.com and we'll do our best to answer those questions as long as you don't ask me anything like, Can God create a mountain so high that He can't climb it? I've never really figured out an answer to that one yet. But this morning, I want us to go ahead and take our Bibles and go to the book of Psalms and chapter 12. I'm going to read a passage to you, and then I want to ask you a question this morning. I think it's a very important question that I hope you have a good answer to it. If not, I hope uh, you will find an answer to that, and I hope this message will be a help to you. But let's look at Psalms chapter 12. We'll start reading in verse 1. It says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, With our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord, I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, Purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. My question for you this morning, after reading this passage, is simply this and that is what is your final authority? What is your final authority? What is your standard of what is right and wrong? Whether you're willing to admit it or not, everyone has a final authority in their life. Now, I want to just go ahead and say right off the bat that I believe the Bible is the final authority for everything. I believe in the inspiration of the scriptures and not just in the originals. We don't have the originals anymore, we just have copies of the Word of God. But we see here in Psalms chapter 12 that God promised that He would preserve His Word to all generations, and I believe. That he's done that. I believe that we can believe everything that's in the Bible. God promised that he would preserve it to all generations. And I thank God that we have the Word of God so we can know what to do, so we can know the difference between right and wrong. We can have the answers for the things that we need to have in our life. And unfortunately, in our world today, and even in many churches, the Bible's not the final authority. So you may ask then, Well, what do you think has taken the place of the Bible as the final authority in the lives of people today? Well, I believe the answer is quite simple to that. Look, in Psalms chapter 12, verse 4, it says, Who have said with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us? I believe the answer to what has taken the place of the Bible as the final authority in people's lives today is simply their opinion. That's it, their opinion. Notice how it says, "With our tongue we will prevail." In other words, we're going to prevail over the Lord. We are going to prove we're right, not by anything more than just our tongue, by what we say. Many times, when asked questions about, you know, how to get to heaven or what's right and what's wrong, uh, Bible believers well, we tend to quote scripture. Well, this is what the scripture says. This is what God's word says. And then a lot of times we're uh, hit back with, well, I disagree with that, and that's pretty much it. So they're basing their entire argument simply on their opinion. Well, this is how I feel about it. Well, this is how I think. This is my opinion. And really, the definition of opinion is the judgment which the mind forms of any proposition, statement, theory, or event, the truth or falsehood of which is supported by a degree of evidence that renders it probable but does not produce absolute knowledge or certainty. Just because something is your opinion, it doesn't mean that it's absolutely right. I don't know about you, but many things that have been my opinion before have turned out to be wrong. And you know, with some things that might have been okay, maybe there were no severe consequences, but when we're talking about something like our eternal soul, well, I don't want to go just off my opinion. When we're talking about things of great importance, you know, like the word of God and the final authority, you right and wrong, my opinion is not enough for me because I've been wrong too many times. But the word of God is never wrong, and we're going to look at some scriptures that support that, and I believe we can trust the Bible. But, you know, just a saying about opinions I once heard, I don't know where this came from, but I heard it a long time ago, and I like this statement, and I'm going to repeat it. And it was once said that opinions are like armpits. Everyone has a couple, and they usually stink. I've always thought that was a good one. Truth is, when it comes to your opinion, and I hope you all won't take this the wrong way. I know this is my first time on the radio, and you all don't know me well, but I, I think that I'm a pretty nice fella. I don't try to be mean to folks, and this might sound mean. And I think if you listen to all of this, you'll see that I'm not being mean to you. I'm just telling you the truth. And that is simply this. When it comes to your opinion, nobody really cares about your opinion. Mine either, for that matter. You see, people only care about your opinion when it agrees with theirs. You think, oh, no, people, they respect me. They like what I say. They care about my opinion only when it agrees with theirs. You see, as soon as there's a disagreement, your opinion is not going to matter anymore. For example... If I was to get with a group of people maybe talking sports and we were to start talking about sports and these people happen to be Cub fans and I was to mention how great the Cubs are, well, then they are going to respect my opinion. They're going to like my opinion. I could say I think the Cubs are the best team in baseball and they'll think I'm just great and they'll think I'm wonderful, but if they're Cardinal fans, then we've got another story. Now they're not going to like me. Now they're going to say things like, I don't know baseball. And, you know, sports fans, they get together and they argue all the time. And I'll, I'm going to admit it to you, folks, I tend to be a Cub fan. And a lot of times we like to talk about how good we are. But a lot of times when faced with the facts, like the last time they won a World Series, uh, well, truth is the numbers don't really add up, do they? When we're talking about a sports team and what we think, we're really just going off opinion, not the actual fact, not actual truth. And many times people do the same thing with things that really matter, like the Word of God, like right and wrong. And it's just, it's not about opinions. But one thing we see with sports fans, we like to surround ourselves with people that feel the same way we do. We do the same thing, you know, online. You say, well, people, they respect my opinion. You should see all the comments that I leave, how many thumbs up they get on Facebook or how many people retweet them on Twitter. They're only giving you a thumbs up because your opinion agrees with their opinion. You see, they don't really care about your opinion. They care about their own. And people surround themselves with those who are already in agreement with them rather than seeking for the truth. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 14 says, He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. First time I read that verse, I was scratching my head. Let me read that again. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. Basically, what I believe about that verse when it's talking about somebody blessing their friend with a loud voice early in the morning, somebody that's praising you, Early in the morning, before you've even done anything, before you've even accomplished anything, they just want something from you. They expect something from you. And when you don't deliver, they'll turn around and they'll curse you. As soon as you go against what they think, then they're not going to like you anymore. I've had people that one day were just talking about how wonderful I was, and then the first time we disagreed, all of a sudden I was the worst person that ever lived because The truth is, people just don't care that much about others' opinions. They care about their own. It's just human nature. And, you know, the sad thing is, most people govern their entire lives based only on their opinions. Their opinion is their final authority. That's it. And you see, opinions, you know, how do we get the opinions that we have? Well, one, they're just based on our way of thinking. And we all think different, don't we? We're all different. We all have different personalities. None of us are the same. Therefore, we're all going to have different opinions. Opinions, they're based on our own personal experiences. We talk about things that we've gone through. You know, many times when talking about whether something's right or wrong, people want to tell you about something that happened in their life. They want to talk about their own personal experience. And all our experiences are different. There are some people today that maybe there's a certain restaurant that you hate, that you think is just a terrible place because of one bad experience that you had. But another person who had a different experience, they think it's great. They think it's wonderful. you know. So who's right in that? Because really, really, you're not going to know for sure. You're not going to be able to come to an absolute agreement because your opinions are different. You've had different experiences. Our peri- opinions are based on our feelings. We have different You know, people feel different about different things. And that's all fine and that's all normal. But in the Bible, we see that what's right and wrong, what is truth, is not in any way based on our opinions. It's based on what the Word of God says. And we do not want to go governing our lives, deciding what's right and wrong, just based on how we feel we're going to get it wrong too many times. Many people have this idea that, well, if it's just about opinions, then you know we're all right, and we can't all be right there's we're too different in too many different ways. There has got to be a source of truth, and there is a source of truth, and the truth is in the Word of God. The final authority on everything should be the Bible. I love what Second Peter chapter one says in verse sixteen. He's talking about the event that we call the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus was transfigured before them and Moses and Elijah appeared before them and what an amazing event that must have been. And Peter's the one writing about this and we read in that story that Peter, James, and John were present and they saw this with their own eyes. They were there when this happened and he's proclaiming the truth of this event and he's giving the example that they were eyewitnesses that we saw this ourself, we were there, but he said, you know I've got something better for you. I've got better proof than just that eyewitness account of myself. And notice what he says in the next verse in 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture Is of any private interpretation. In other words, the scripture doesn't mean one thing for one person and another thing for another person. It means the same thing for all of us. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So notice in verse 19, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Peter said, I've got something better than just an eyewitness account from myself. We have the scriptures. We have the Holy Scriptures that were not written by just a bunch of men. Yes, men did write the Scriptures. People like to bring that up. You know, the Bible's just a book written by a bunch of men. Well, it was written by a bunch of men, but not just ordinary men, but holy men of God that spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God told them what to say, and everything that they put down was truth because it wasn't their words. It was the Word of God. And we see that the fact that we have the Word of God, that we can read about a Bible event, that's better than an eyewitness account. We read about the crucifixion four times in in the four Gospels. And many people, I don't believe that, or I don't believe in the resurrection of Christ. If I could see it, if I could go back in time and see it, then I would believe it. And according to the Word of God, the fact that the Bible says it happened, it's better and more reliable than an eyewitness account. And I think a good way to prove that is is simply this. How many of you ever before have maybe been at a family reunion or something and you got to just reminiscing and talking with some of your family about a certain event that you all experienced? Maybe you're with your brothers and sisters and you're all talking about this certain event and all of a sudden an argument arises about the details of that event. It turns out you all remember the event differently, don't you? Well, if you all remember the event in a different way, obviously somebody in there is wrong. See, we don't always remember things accurately, do we? Sometimes we remember things wrong. See, our memory is not always the best source of what's right and wrong. I heard a fellow say one time, it was an older fellow, and he made the comment, my memory is better today than it was when I was younger he said i can remember things now that never even happened and i think we've all uh, heard people like that before that you're pretty sure i that didn't happen and the truth is sometimes we do we get things wrong we forget we leave details you know we leave details out or we add details in your grandpa that likes to talk about that touchdown that he ran You know, he won the game with when he was in high school. It was originally a 10-yard run, then a 50, then a 99-yard run, and it just, the story gets better all the time. But in the Word of God, the stories don't change. It's truth. We don't need, and that's why we don't need to add to the Word of God. We don't need to take anything away from the Word of God. It's right exactly the way it is, and we don't need to mess with it. And the Bible, it trumps any thought experience or emotion. I've had people ask me before when I'm proclaiming what I believe the truth is of the Word of God, and they'll give me examples like, well, what if you saw somebody do this? You know, what if you saw somebody do that? Something that goes against your beliefs. I don't care what I see. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, I'm not going to believe it. I had somebody ask me one time, you know, what if you saw somebody, you know, perform do this or perform this miracle? I said, listen, if somebody walks on water, I'm not going to go against the word of God to believe something that I see with my own eyes. The word of God is the final authority, and sometimes people see things that just aren't there. You, you've been there before. There's Sometimes we're capable of just totally losing our mind and losing sight of reality. And I'm not saying that we're all, we're all crazy or everybody's crazy that doesn't believe the Bible, but I'm saying that the Bible is truth. It is final authority, and if anything goes against it, then I'm not going to believe it. God's word, God promised that he would preserve his word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is impossible for God to lie, and we've got to learn to just trust what the scripture says and ignore everything else if necessary. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Does that mean that every man's a liar? No, but what we ought, the attitude should be that if this is contrary to what God's Word says, then they're lying because God's Word is truth. We just got to get that in our head. I can't emphasize that enough. See, and when the Bible is your final authority, you know, disagreements, they're just not going to matter as much. Many times people get divided and they get angry over a disagreement and it's because of pride. You know, the Bible says, only by pride cometh contention, but with a well-advised is wisdom. See, when you let disagreements control your actions, it's because of pride. We just can't stand the fact that somebody doesn't agree with us. We get so wrapped up in our own opinion and in ourself. We take it personal when somebody disagrees with us. And let me tell you something. I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes I don't totally agree with the Bible. But when I disagree, you can mark it down that I'm wrong. There's things in the Bible that, you know, sometimes I scratch my head about, you know, the love your enemies thing. That's not always a fun one. I don't always agree with that. This idea that, uh, you know, salvation is only by grace. Well, sometimes I th- feel like maybe we should make people do something to earn it. But then when I study the scriptures and I see what that would take, then I, Thank God he didn't do that because I know it would be impossible. But just because something's my opinion, it doesn't make it truth. I might not like the fact that the Bible talks about a place called hell. But just because I don't like it doesn't change the fact that it's in the Word of God. And if it's in the Word of God, you can mark it down that it's real. So we've just got to come to that conclusion. And that takes a little bit of humility. But many times pride it won't allow us to just believe what the Bible says. But this Bible that we have, it is a complete and perfect Bible. If you're wondering how we operate at our church, if you wonder how I you know, I try to think and how I try to uh, live my life, if you wonder how this radio program is going to be, we talked about sending in your questions and things, we're going to go let the Bible settle everything. We're going to let the Bible be the final authority. The answers are there. This Bible, it's complete. It's perfect. Don't let anybody fool you. People want to tell you all the time, well, yeah, I believe in the inspiration of the scriptures, but, you know, in the originals. Well, here's the thing. We don't have any originals. They don't exist, or if they do, we don't, no one knows where they are. And the Bible says in the first verses we read, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So according to the Word of God, every generation is going to have the Word of God. And I believe that we have it. Many times people will try to correct our English Bible with their Greek and Hebrew dictionaries. But here's the thing. God never promised to preserve a dictionary. See, when people try to correct the Bible... They're just giving their opinion. The problem is they just don't like what it says. And many people will ask, you know, why are there so many different religions today? And that is a good question. And the truth is, 100 years ago, there weren't near as many, and the ones that were around weren't that different because they all used the same book. Now, if you don't like what's in your King James Bible, well, you can probably find a Bible that will say what you like. Most people, though, they won't admit what their final authority is. Well, if it's not the Bible, then what do you think it is? If it's not the King James Bible, well, then is it your gender-neutral Bible? I mean, is it the ESV or the ASV or whatever? I believe this Bible that I have right here with me today has everything that we need, not based on my opinions, but based on what it says. Matthew 4.4 in my Bible says, but he answered and said it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew five eighteen for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That word perfect means complete. Well, how could we be complete if we don't have it all? How could we be complete if it's flawed, if it's full of errors? Truth is, we couldn't. So either you believe the Bible is 100% true or you don't. And if you don't believe it's true, then when it comes down to the difficult things, what are you going off of? Is it the word of God? or your opinion. I thank God he gave us everything we need to do the work that he's called us to do. I'm so thankful that he didn't send us into a world with a flawed or an incomplete gospel. I'm so thankful that he gave us his word. And I want to encourage you today to read it. And when you read it, believe it. And despite your feelings, go ahead and obey it. Thank you so much for listening today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Thank you for giving us your holy word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that helps us to understand your word. Help us, Lord, to just simply start reading it. And when we do, help us to be able to overcome the pride and arrogance in our hearts that causes us to disagree and disobey and help us to submit ourselves to your word. Help us to be able to block out those who are trying to prevail over your word with a loud voice like we read about in Psalms. And help us to keep our focus on you. And in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you are blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 7.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's holy word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com. Or you can email them at libertybc2011 at atnt.net.